Hey, what's up? This is Miza from Miza Productions in Johannesburg, South Africa. And you're listening to The Drop with my girl, Nobby. Hi, I'm DJ Ash, and you're listening to The Drop with my girl, Nobby. Yo, what's up, Buffett? I am Black Viper, and you are listening to The Drop with your girl, Nobby. Hey, my name is Gosazana, and you are listening to The Drop with my girl, Nobi. Welcome to The Drop with Nobi. My name is Nobantu Mulangapuma, and I am your host. If you are returning, welcome, famo. If you're new, first time listening, thank you so much for tuning into The Drop with Nobi. This is all about celebrating and documenting African creatives. Right, and today's conversation is definitely going to be interesting because we're unpacking the craft of being a DJ. Now I have a guest with me today, and we're just going to be unpacking the world, the arts of being a DJ. He goes by the name of Zero One One Spoo. He is a producer, he is a DJ, and he is an entrepreneur, and he's joining me. Welcome. Hello, hi. How you doing? I'm alright, I'm alright, I'm alright. Thank you so much for taking the time out, you know, um, to join me on this podcast and just for us to unpack um, this conversation that we're about to have, which is um, the art of DJing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are, you are, you you are an African creative, and this is what this podcast is about. It's about celebrating African creatives in different spaces, and we're taking up spaces, and now we open up a conversation right now so but before we get into the questions and the hectic stuff i want us to play a little game okay. do you like games did you play games when you were younger yeah i played games but liking games is a different story what kind of game. games did you play when you were younger i, I younger was it was a long time ago <laughs> i'm playing i'm playing the dj games. yes i like it i like it i like <laughs> it so this game is called guess the dj or guess the artist right i'm gonna ask you just three questions and you need to kind of give me an answer as to who I'm talking about. You ready? Okay. All right. <laughs> now, he is from Kwamashu in KZN, which is KwaZulu-Natal, and his debut studio album was titled The Good Life, which was released in the year 2008. Which artist or which producer or which DJ do you think I'm talking about? Uh, Hip-hop, house, Kwaito. A mixture of Kwaito and house. Can I get any more clues? Like no. no. You're supposed to know your music. I don't know from <laughs> Guamash, He's I mean, relatively popular, but the thing is that if I give you the next clue, I'm giving uh, the answer away. You see, the thing is, DJs play one song off an album or two songs. So I might not know the album, but I might know the song. So from Guamashu. Yes. And um, if I give you his name, okay, you're going to know DJ who I'm talking Tira. about. No. Okay. His name is Zakele. Oh, who's No. Who's that? Oh, damn it. <laughs> exactly. I told ah, you I'm giving it away. <laughs> Dude, that's a point good to life. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's The Good Life, the name of the album, which was released in Will 2008. You clap your hands. No. That was in his second studio album. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let's move right along to the next question. Uh, okay. He is from Sho Shanguve. Right, okay. and he has multiple personas in Maburiza. his music. 
I didn't even finish my sentence, ah, my guy. <laughs> and he's the owner of Black Boy Music. Ah, but yes, you're ah. right. It is DJ Mapori. <laughs> so, wow. Hey, you c- maybe you can also let me finish my sentence, by the way. And then, okay, Yabo. So <laughs> thought it was a time quiz. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just guess the DJ, you know. It's just a game for you to relax. Um, Now, he was born. Let me finish. <laughs> he was born in District 6 in Cape Town. He's a pioneer, a hip-hop DJ and ah, turn tableist. Um, and he <laughs> was honored with the Opie Coffee Heavyweight Champion ah, Tribute really Award. Dee, my favorite DJ. Is, <laughs> I know that one. Before boom, 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 boom. Fantastic. Okay, so you got two out of three because I helped you with the first question, by the way. Yeah, it's not a DJ, that one. No, but I'm just saying, like, out of the three questions. See, the, the two I got right because yeah. they're DJs. That other one's not a DJ. Who are you talking about, though? Who's No, is not a DJ. he's a DJ. He's a producer. He's an artist. He can DJ. Yes, but he's I'm just saying he falls under the... <laughs> okay, the fine. Yeah, okay. But that's why I got the other two. Oh man, absolutely amazing that on the fact that you're actually joining me. Thank you so much yet again. Now I want us to get into the conversation of um the art of DJing. I think it's so important for us to actually touch on this because you know there are DJs popping in and out everywhere. Right? Now I just want to find out from you, right? Before these hectic questions. Describe your musical um upbringing. Yo, I grew up in a house with so much music, so my grandfather collected LPs, so my grandfather collected jazz, collected old school. Yeah. Then my father collected reggae, and then some, hey, there was the Beatles, and then there was, there was a lot. There was there a was lot, a yeah. a lot, and then my aunt was also a collector. There was a lot of music in the house. So basically, you come from a background where there was a lot of musical influence. Hey, we had a piano in the house. Yeah. So if you have a piano, you know there's music going on. Do you know how to play the piano? Ish. Uh, Can I answer that in six months' time? (laughs) So basically, I take it as I know. But anyway, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So who would you say that influenced your music? Like By influence, you mean... I mean, like, because you mentioned your grandfather, your father, your aunt, mm. there was there was My always uncle, music around. Music in the house, yeah, so. in the in the household, would is there a specific individual in from your direct family that kind of influenced the way you see music today, or was it external um, influences? Like I'm saying, there was music in the house, so it would be... And my grandfather, I was born when he had passed on, but his collection was in the house, so I'd say him, my father, my uncle, hey, everyone, man. Yeah. I just I just liked music from hearing it in the house. Okay, so the fact that you have influence from family, of course, um, how did you get into DJing? Like, what, how and why did you decide to enter the space of being a DJ? Well, because, like I said, there was a lot of music in the house. And now you look at these things and you're thinking, okay, where do you play? And oh, and my grandmother, we listen to a lot of radio. So when you're listening to radio, you can hear them playing music. 
But you know, sometimes you just want to play music the way you want to play it. Yeah. You want to choose what you want to choose. And I think that's how the first stages of being inspired. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, I was a bit uh, illegal, but I think when I was 12, 13, yeah. I saw Ready D play. Oh, yeah, that was your question. That's why I knew who we were. <laughs> I saw Ready D playing. And. No, I mean, it was just exciting. Where did you see him playing? Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's an illegal question. I was 13. I wasn't supposed to be seeing where I was seeing him. But anyway, there was a club called The Club in Joburg, downtown, Mm -hmm. Market Street. Shout out to those who went there. (laughs) And yeah, when I was about 13, and I saw... And this time you are how old? You're 13. What grade? Grade? Ah, 13 is what grades? Yeah, grade 7, grade 8? Grade 8. Yeah. Seven, grade eight. Grade so you're eight. already on the streets in grade eight. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's an illegal question. But I went for the music. Yeah. There's nothing, no nyaope, just music. No, so no, I no, no alcohol, no mm. nothing like that. It was just for the love of music. Yeah. So I saw Ready D play. Obviously, there were other DJs that were playing. There was DJ Blaze, there was DJ Bionic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to know how they did what they were doing. Oh, and Apple Seed and, 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 and Admiral, they were playing the reggae. Like I'm saying, when I'm saying my music taste is all over. Yeah. So Admiral was fresh from the UK playing reggae. Uh, Bionic and Plays were playing hip hop. And then I saw the God Ready T. And then I'm like, ah, you know what? I want to do this thing. And he is known for hip hop. Ready D. Ready D plays hip hop. Yes. So now I want to go to genre of of the music that you play because you know you get a lot of um, DJs that are specifically known for a certain genre of music. Would you box yourself as a hip hop DJ or would you just say you know what you play different genres? You don't want to box yourself as a specific type of genre of a DJ. You know you certain you play certain things. Okay, like I'm saying. When all of this started, I was I was a head. I was a hip hop head. DJ. Yeah. But okay, I say my influence was everything. Yeah. I at home would listen to everything. Mm-hmm. But now you know, with teenagehood, what what you choose your corner, you choose where you want to be. So I was rolling around with a lot of hip hop heads. I was listening to a lot of hip hop again. The sticker on the on the on the CD said parental advisory, no under eighteen. And um, we were under <laughs> yeah, it's also what to say. Listening to Snoop Dogg, Two Live Crew. I don't think you'd know those people. But anyway, oh uh, why wouldn't I know those people? You know who Two Live Crew is. I know Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> and Two Live Crew was vulgar. But I mean, hey, it was the culture. I enjoyed hip hop, so I started out as a hip hop DJ. Mm-hmm. I played hip hop and remember I saw Ready D play and Ready D scratches. So that was another intriguing part that, hey, I want to do the turntables. Yeah. I want to scratch. So I liked hip hop. My, my, I was listening to a lot of hip hop. So that's where I started. I started playing hip hop. So basically, you say that you started playing. You started b- to become a, a DJ or started playing at the age of 12, no, 13. No, 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 no. That's where the bug bit me. 
Oh, that's where the bug beat you. I didn't know how they were doing it. Yeah. I did not know what they used to get the songs to play together. So then what did you but do then? Excited. What did you do? Because now you are, you, you are exposed to seeing the art of DJing, right? You're seeing people scratching. You're seeing people playing music that you can kind of relate to at the time. And you say this is grade 7, grade 8, right? Mm-hmm. 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Now that you see your, your interest... You can see that you're interested in actually doing this. What process or what did you do to be like, you know what? I actually want to do this. What did you do to actually be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to learn this. Who did you maybe meet up with? What did you use at the time? Just tell me a little bit about that process. No, I was in grade eight. Yeah. I was not in any position to be traveling and buying things. But what we started doing, we started collecting music. Yeah. At that age, I remember my first CD I bought with my own money was Jay Z's single. Uh, what's the name of the song? Okay, the song goes. I forgot the name of the song, but that's the first CD. It's Jay Z and Foxy Brown. Mm-hmm. I'll find the song. So that's the CD. I I'll Google it. <laughs> and I was just collecting music because, I mean, DJing, there's a lot of equipment, expensive equipment. There were no Chinese bringing in things then, so things were expensive and things were hard to find. So by then, I just started collecting CDs and because I didn't even know where you could buy vinyls of the current music. The only vinyls I could get was my... Ain't no. Grand, ain't no nigga. Ain't no. Jay-Z Ain't and Foxy no Brown. Nigga like Ain't no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite like, can we, can we, can we say fuck on this show? <laughs> you, can, you can express yourself the best way that you can. If you want to say it, you can say it. <laughs> yeah, it's Ain't No Nigga. That's the Jay-Z CD I bought. It was a single. Yeah. So I started collecting. I mean, I was 13. I did not know where to get current, you know, vinyls and stuff. And How were you collecting, though? Buying, like I said, buying. So you would just you go know, to the like the, the, the local shop. Mu- music shop and then just be like, yeah. and I'm sure at that time it's like vinyls, right? No, 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 no. At that time, mm-hmm. the vinyls were old school. Yeah. You couldn't get current music on vinyl. Mm-hmm. It was a time of tapes and CDs. Oh, I remember Snoop Dogg, I had a tape. And then a friend of mine introduced me to Buju Bantin. And I had a tape of Buju Bantin. And like the guy is Reason. Reason was part of a group called Black by Nature. He brought us a Buju Bantin tape, and that was my first taste of raga. Mm-hmm. My first taste of hip-hop was Two Live Crew and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And this was 94. And then, yeah, man, we were just collecting because I had no means of doing what I saw the DJs doing. Yeah. So I got the tapes, you know, we play, stop, you, 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 you. You play, stop, and back then, there were tape decks with two tapes. So you could play two tapes. That was the first taste of DJing. Mm. But I saw it as well. I didn't do it. You could get a tape deck, play A, tape A, tape B, mm-hmm. and you play the two songs. When one ends, the other starts. Sort of like Tulipama. <laughs> oh, wow, shade much. But I want to get to the, the collecting of uh, of music. Because I feel like that is now another important, crucial element when it comes to DJing, right? Okay. 
what is your stance on that in terms of collecting music? Because I feel like it's very important for, you know, an individual, especially if you're going to consider yourself or call yourself a DJ, to collect music, to kind of, you know, know what it is that you want to do because you, you guys call it sets. I'm not a DJ, by the way, so you guys call it sets. So what is the importance of um, collecting music? Okay, so now this is the new direction now. So fast forward... Uh, 1999. Now I'm in tertiary now. Yeah. Go to a school. And now you've learned how to DJ, no. right? You haven't yet. This okay. Is what I'm Still coming. To tell right. You okay. That you collect music. Yeah. You love music. Mm -hmm. And we play at house parties. But by then, we're not mixing. Mm -hmm. You're just a selector, sort of like the radio people. Yeah. You're playing a song. The people dance. You choose another song. So the selection of music, that's, I think, the first part of it. The selection is when now you collected all this music and you're just playing your favorite songs mm -hmm. and the people vibe to them. Mm -hmm. I remember we had a, a three-day house party. That's my record, by the way. I, we didn't sleep for 72 hours. <laughs> but anyway, wow. we were playing music, you know, kept the CDs in a shoebox. And when you play, you know, some people, like, they respond to what you play. Yeah. But at this point, we're not mixing. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, 99, another friend introduced, oh, YFM started in 98. Mm -hmm. And YFM was playing music that now is on vinyl and is current. And in YFM, they had an advert for a place called House Africa Records. Mm -hmm. owned by Vinnie Da Vinci at the well, yeah, he still owns House Africa. I think Tim White and Vinnie. So on YFM they advertised the shop, which was in Orange Grove. Okay, now you must know, I used to dance around Josie downtown, but now this shop is in Orange Grove. Now we're moving to try find these current vinyls. Here I walk <laughs> I walked from town to Orange Grove trying to find a music store to get the vinyl. So coming back to your question, this is when now I started the idea, flirting with the idea now of getting vinyl. Mm -hmm. I still can't play. This is 19. You're still collecting music. I'm collecting music, but now we're moving now from tapes, CDs, now we're moving to records. Mm -hmm. Because now... That's what I saw. Ready to do. He was playing records. Mm -hmm. And this is now YFM starting out. They're playing records. Mm -hmm. And now this is music not everyone has. Yeah. Because. It's not accessible to everyone. At the time, a record, this is about 99, a record costs about 100 bucks, 120. This is 1999. One song. Mm -hmm. So now you must know it's real now. If I'm collecting music, I'm not sharing it. Yeah. This is now me collecting. You have the you you feel it's like an exclusive thing. It's you feel exclusive. It was. Yeah. It was because if I have that record, there's only one song or two tracks. Mm -hmm. okay, there was an A side and a B side. So you get two tracks for like a hundred rand. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Started looking for House Africa records. I found House Africa records and that's when I started collecting vinyl. That was a big pause. I was waiting for you to continue, yeah, by the way. I want to continue. <laughs> I'm not sure if I answered your question because I've been no. collecting. Yes. Now. But I want I want you to get to the I want you to get to the point of how important do you think collecting music is as a mm. DJ? 
I think that's a later question, mm -hmm. but I'll answer it. Yeah. You start DJing by collecting music mm -hmm. and trying to get people to hear your collection. This this started a long time ago. It it goes like radio DJs do that. Uh there used to be jazz clubs, people just sharing music. So we, we start by sharing it amongst ourselves, like me and a couple of friends. Hey, do you know this track? Hey, do you know this track? Hey, that's a nice track. So that's where the collection, you're fighting to have the best song. You're fighting to have people listen to your type of music. Mm -hmm. so I've been collecting, like I'm saying, since I was about 12, mm -hmm. 13. Okay, so now you are, now you, I want to get to the. I found House Africa. Yes, I want to. I want to. I want you to get to that. I found House Africa Records. I bought my first vinyl. Eventually, found it. Yo, after the walk. Mm -hmm. I bought my first vinyl. It was most definitely Kweli, the Black Star album. You've always been a hip hop head, clearly. Obvious. <laughs> and now remember, these things are expensive, so I'm not about to buy a song that I don't like. So yeah. whatever we buy, the collection is music you like, music mm -hmm. you really want to have. So Found House Africa Records started collecting records. That was my first record. And yeah, I know it was uh, far, few and far between because, I mean, 100 rand back then, yo. So... I started collecting music. And then that same year, 99, I met a friend of mine. His name is Jasmine. <laughs> Bernard, but we called him Jasmine. So when I met him, he was also into this music thing. So I'm like, hey, Joe, there's a spot I found. Mm -hmm. They're selling records. I showed him the place, House Africa Records. And then... Obviously, now he's starting to collect. I'm starting to collect. Whatever he finds that he thinks I might like, he buys. Mm -hmm. I remember he brought me a tribe called Quest once again. He's like, hey, Joe, I think you'd like this. I don't understand it, but I'm like, yo, tribe called Quest. Because I'm a hip-hop head. I'm a head. I'm a head. Through and through. Yeah. So I had, we started collecting. This is 99. So in 2000, yeah, my fast forward money. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2000, we meet another guy, same school, and he's like, okay, he's a white boy and he's got a bit of money and he has equipment. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, so he lived in Oak Dean, south of Joburg. So now we move to his house with our four or five records because remember now we're trying to collect. I'm sure you guys are super excited now because it's like, now okay, you've got a guy who's got equipment. Equipment? Yeah. Yay. I've never seen these things live. These things are expensive. Mm. We go to Jody's house. His name was Jody. We go to Was or is? I don't know <laughs> where that guy is now. Hey, with COVID. I don't know where Jody is. I last saw him that year, 2000. Jeez. So we went to his house. Yeah. He's got this equipment. Turntables, mixer. Headset, speakers. This is now where the games get real. Oh, okay. So we got these records. We're collecting our favorite music. To answer your question, we, we're collecting. Like, mm. we're just buying music. But now, how it gets to DJing, Jody shows us this equipment. 
Yeah, we do not know what was what. But then this Jody, <laughs> now now this Jody character, right? Since he has all the equipment, mm. is is he already a DJ? Is he kind of like showing you how to DJ, or he's just showing you the equipment? He, like I said, could afford the equipment. Yeah, had the equipment. Yeah. I'm not sure if he called it. Because I'm. I don't know he called it. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, because when you have equipment, it's like it's. I'm getting to. Yeah. That. We are now all 18 at this time. So mm -hmm. 18, now you guys are legal. Yeah, now we're <laughs> We're about 18, so. And there's no YouTube then, so you there's no videos of this thing. Mm. I've seen it live. I've seen Ready to Play. But we don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. He didn't know either. But mm -hmm. he saw us with the records. He's like, hey, guys, I'm also collecting. You're collecting. And I've got equipment. Mm. But, yeah, we got to Jody's house. None of us knew what was going None on. None of you know, knew None what to do. None of us knew what to do. But it was fascinating. It's here. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that was the first taste of now putting needle to record, so to speak. Interesting, man, because it's it's so nice when people can actually tell like their backstory as to as to how it all started, started. how how it started, and not necessarily everyone um, had has the passion for it. Some it's opportunity, some it's um, uh, industry friends or whatever the case is. But I, I'm actually very interested to know. Okay, now you have your yeah, Jody, you don't know what to do, and then. How do you then start playing? Because you you guys don't know what to do at Jody's house. You are um, seeing this equipment. You're like, damn. Now, I, what I, are we going to do to use this thing? Like that, that. How did you then, I, then get to the process of, okay, do we put this on top here? Can now we do? Wait, you wait, let wait, it play? I'm, I'm, I'm lying. I actually skipped the step. Okay. When we started collecting in 99, yeah. we had a turntable. Mm -hmm. But now... The turntables are to DJ and mix. You need a mixer and a turntable with a pitch, so the the speed control. Mm -hmm. We had a turntable, a Techniques. I remember a cousin of mine had a Techniques turntable where we played these records. Not necessarily mixing. So obviously we knew how to do it, but we did not know how to mix. So in 99, we had a turntable, we were playing the music, we were collecting, then in 2000, we saw the real stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we've been practicing while playing the music. And then around 2000, early 2000, before Jody missed the step, as an uncle of ours yeah. who actually had equipment. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not at liberty to say who it was because that will change things. <laughs> Why would it change things? Yeah, it would change things. But he then got us, he got, he had turntables. And then he, he sort of introduced us. But what he did was, he was a DJ. What he did was, he told us, there's the equipment. Oh, this is after Jody. There's the equipment you can play, but he's not going to teach us. That's where we started, you know, understanding. So basically, he gave you the equipment. Yeah. He's like, listen, I see you guys are interested, interested. In, 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 in doing this DJing thing. Mm -hmm. I've got equipment. I'm going to give it to you. 
and you guys do your own thing. I'm just giving you equipment. You basically on your own. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This was after Jody. This is this was another opportunity. He just rocked up. He had equipment. We like, oh, he didn't say. Mm-hmm. Had records. So now there's another interesting thing. He's a house DJ. Okay. I play hip hop. Okay. I have like four or five vinyl. Mm-hmm. He has a shitload. Yeah. Of a better term. So, but it's house. Yeah. But remember, like I said, your house people, they started doing R&B. And so when you flip the record, you find the odd R&B track. And that's where I got my taste of, okay, I can play hip hop, I can play R&B. Mm-hmm. But it was, was, was just a, a learning process. Mm-hmm. And in 2000, after that practice and fumbling and finding... Now, this is when you have... When they're saying you, you guys are on your own, right? Yeah, this is now. All right. When we're given equipment to go practice every once in a while, we leave school, we go practice. Yeah, this, this is when we really started to get into understanding the equipment. You're getting into the groove of things now. The table, mm-hmm. the mixer, and everything, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Now you you've, you're learning. You're in the process of it, right? You're in hip hop. I'm playing hip hop all time. Okay. Now, now tell me about your very first gig as a DJ. Because I'm sure that should be memorable. It should stand I out. Mean, and you'll be yeah. like, you know what? This is my first ever gig. Whether I'm going to you still like. Mm-hmm. Damn, I need to go play someone. I think I'm good enough, you know? What Describe that. Explain that to me. Funny enough, Mm -hmm. as we are practicing with this guy, Mm -hmm. the uncle, he he, he knew some people, obviously. He's older than us. He's got contact. So as we're practicing, he can hear us getting better. Mm -hmm. We're getting better with this thing. We're getting better with this thing. He'd come up with once in a while, no, this is how you do it. Once he's seeing us getting better. Same year, I think around about December of 2000. Your 2000 was a hectic year. No, 2000 was a hectic year. <laughs> this is when everything was happening. So same year, he takes us. He, there's a friend of his who's having a party. And he wanted the equipment. So... He took, he hired out the equipment to the guy, so the turntables and the mixer, and said, no, I've got some boys of mine who are playing. And now, same party, mm-hmm. other guys who are playing, same age group, same, but they're playing house, I'm playing hip-hop, my other two friends are playing. And uh, by the way, this is now, remember the jazzman I told you about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's part of that crew, so it's jazzman. Another cousin of mine, friend, Pumlani, and me. And we called ourselves BPS, go figure. BPS? So, yeah, it's Bernard Pumlani, Swissiso, but oh. if <laughs> okay. you can cut that out, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Humble beginnings. So now, yeah, we all start somewhere. We go to this party. We've been practicing, we're not perfect, but we're doing the right thing. Somewhere. Yeah. So we go to this party and we meet three other gents. The gents are Otsepo, Otsebo, Nomunius Busisu. They've got nicknames. So it's Tsebo, Mlomo, Paniki. So now, these three guys are playing house. 
we three guys, the PPS crew is playing house and hip hop and like our niggas. We challenging you. Crew against crew. We think we know Type what we're doing. We think <laughs> we know. And this was 2000. Now, these three guys, they come there, they play. We like, I we also have something. Hey, and like, this is a lot of fast forward. We need like three hours for me to explain it. Like, no, you don't have to go into so detail. So they're playing. <laughs> yeah. And after playing, we're like, okay, we hear you. We play. Yeah. They're like, okay, we hear you. And that day, we vibed. We, 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 we understood each other's style of play. Yeah. We liked each other's music. And instead of it being crew against crew, yeah. we became one very big crew. What? That's insane. So y'all's intention in the beginning was to, to yo, show vase, vase, you know, show so me. Yes, up. yeah. But then instead of the competition, you guys ended up mates. Because, I mean, we've been collecting. Remember, these vinyls are expensive. So yeah. they have 10. We have 10. I like his music. He likes my music. Let's share. <laughs> but now, this is now six guys. Yeah. And five of those guys are playing house. I'm the only one who plays hip-hop, so no one is touching me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's 2000. That's when my first gig. Oh. It was a birthday party. The guy, like, yeah, it is special because I remember everything. Yeah. I remember I met. I remember whose party it was. Yeah. And I remember, well, sort of what music was. So now, yeah. since you were in that uh, situation, right, where it's like crew against crew, and you guys ended up like friends. Are y'all still friends now? How many years has it been since 20... 2000. 2000. Come on, we're in 2022. years. A friendship. Two years later. Y'all are still friends. We still have a group on one. We have a group on one. <laughs> 22 <laughs> years later. That's so dope. That is actually pretty, pretty cool. All right, man. That's I actually like that. You know, um, having a backstory just for us to gain some sort of perspective as to how you got into the DJing space is absolutely fantastic. Now, I want to find out from you, right? I'm going to put you on the spot. Because uh, I'm that kind of person, by the way. Who is your top three favorite ultimate DJ of all time? Uh, if you're into music, you know never to ask that question. No, I'm into music, but I want to know. <laughs> no, and it's not like um the rest, you don't acknowledge them or other DJs, on, you know, they're not good at their craft. No, I want to get a perspective of an idea of the kind of DJs that you just like. Let me flip it on you, right? No. Let me show you how unfair your question is. Okay. Remember I said I was brought up in a house where there's jazz, there's reggae, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, every uh, there was even the Beatles and Depeche Mode. Go Google Depeche Mode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how hectic the collection was in my house. So now, when you're asking favorite DJ, <coughs> yeah, because I'm a DJ, you have to ask me, you need to know what you're talking about. You need to categorize it. You need to break it down. Because, let me get really hectic with you now. Like, you literally made me go into Google right now, Depeche Mode, 
um, are an English electronic music band formed in Basildon in 1980. The group consists of a trio of Dave Gahan, uh, Martin Gorey, and Andy, and Andy Fletcher. So what's so special about them? Because you mentioned them. What's special about them? What's special is that it's the type of music. Did you hear what you were reading? Yes. That's the type of music I was listening to at my grandmother's house in the 80s. That's that I'm just trying to show you the type of breed of DJ I am. Okay. I was listening to Depeche Mode in the 80s, and Depeche Mode is not even a thing. It was a thing. It probably was, was a thing. But if you had to ask a, a, a person right now, Who's Depeche who Mode? Depeche Mode? Like myself, I'd be like, I have no idea. I had to go into Google to find out who these people are. You and get what I'm you, saying? You probably, you probably find that they, you, you've heard a sample, but you don't even know who Ex- yes. But anyway, back to your question. Yeah. Right? My top what? Who's your favorite? Your top three? I can't be top three. It has to be top 15 at least. 15? Yo, fam, no. Let me tell you. Okay, let's just say, let's take it to five. No. And don't get emotional <laughs> about this. Let me, let, me, let, me <laughs> let me explain why. Now, today's topic is the art of DJing. Right? Yes, yes. And now remember I said I play hip-hop. Yeah. So stay with me here. So now, there's song selection, mm-hmm. right? Which is... Press play, I, I, press I play. Also, I also Stop playing. In, I also dabble into production. So yeah. according to now what the DJs do, mm-hmm. this is how I select my top DJs. Yeah. So I was actually wait head, sorry to cut you there. I actually I don't want you to speak about the production point of view because I've got something coming for you a little bit later with regards to that. No, I'm explaining why your question is unfair. That Speaking of top DJs, now, top of my head, okay, Ready D will always be there. That's all you need to do is just give me a name. I'll give you why. Ready D will always be there by virtue of him being the first guy I fell in love with in Mm. terms of DJing. Yeah. And why is because he's a hip-hop DJ. Mm -hmm. He's a scratch master. He's a turntablist. And this is, remember, that's where I started. Turntables. Hip-hop. Now, how I choose my DJs is they, they, they were, they were, like, already D was a DJ, scratch master, turntablist, yes. but he was playing other people's music, right? But that's a DJ, right? You and play now, other people's music. how I fell in love with hip-hop was the whole game and the rapping, the sampling, everything. So now, with DJing, since this is about the art of DJing, when you scratch, you're taking phrases out of other songs and mixing them with other songs mm-hmm. and making your own song. Mm-hmm. So Ready, coming from that school, he could do that. He could sample, he could scratch. Now, this is where the two intertwine. The scratching is actually sampling. And now, another top of my list, and not because he's a better DJ, but because he's a producer DJ, he's DJ Premier. Mm-hmm. I liked Premier's music because, I liked Premier's production because he was the greatest sampler. 
But now he's sampling. He was sampling his own scratches, okay. if you understand. So Premier is not the best DJ, but he's a producer DJ I like because of the sampling. Yeah. And then when you're talking DJs, there's yeah. now the Invisible Scratch Pickles. The Invisible Scratch Pickles is not one guy. It's a DJ crew. Mm -hmm. They would put six turntables. Oh, well, six sets, so that's what, 12, 10 tables. And they would play 12 different songs. At now, the same time? At the same time, while this one is scratching, that one's playing the beat, that one is scratching to the beat or making a beat. So this group scratch. consisted of how many people? Now this, the Invisible Scratch Pickles, I think it was five of them. Let's I'm, verify I'm, that. I, I, stand, I stand corrected. I think you say the Invincible, right? The Invincible Scratch Pickles. I-S-P. Now, your question is, who's your favorite DJ? The Invincible Scratch Pickles were, were like a, a crew. And now I have five top DJs. But the best who come out of there is Q-Bird. So I like Q-Bird as well. There was, there was the Beat Miners. Beat Miners were a DJ production crew. So your question is unfair. <laughs> so you've mentioned two people already. I'm waiting for three more. No, no, no. No, no you've mentioned three. Sorry. I mentioned <laughs> already D. Yes. I mentioned Premier. And you mentioned, the, mentioned the Invincible, invincible Scratch. Scr yeah. I mean, mentioning the, the Beat Miners. So now, the Invincible Scratch. Wait, did you find your answer there? How many is in the crew? Well, it says members four. Past ah, okay, members. Sorry. Past members five. See, so now yeah, let's go on four. Right. Now there's four DJs there. Yeah. So you ask for my top three. So if I went invisible scratch pickles, now it's four. But they they considered D. under one. But they considered. There's. Uh, 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 oh, I'm forgetting. Yo, oh, another ultimate. Yo. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, man, there's a lot. Okay, fine. Fair enough. You mentioned the ones there's that you've lot. mentioned. And you've then there's <laughs> Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff, because Jazzy Jeff also does house. Jazzy Jeff produced house tracks. Mm -hmm. Jazzy Jeff was with the Fresh Prince. You can't ask a DJ. Because you've, you've, you've mentioned, I wouldn't say top three or top five because you say it's difficult. You say that it's an unfair question for me to ask, but the majority of your list are hip-hop DJs. Hip-hop DJs because, like I said to you, I love the art. And remember now, this is the art of DJing. And I don't care who says what. You can have your DJs now with their effects and whatnot. But now I'm talking two turntables, a mixer, and sometimes a mic. And those people produced art yeah. on turntables. There were no effects. So my top DJs are always going to be hip-hop DJs because they made it an art. Mm, they I made songs, talk to each other. They sampled other songs to put in. Like, if you cannot mention the art of DJing without, without talking hip-hop. Uh, get you. Okay. Forget who says what. <laughs> me on that. And you know what? I want to now jump to. I want to jump to the question 
that I actually wanted to ask you when you are about to explain it. So now I think you'll be able to explain it now. If you could put together a criteria, right, in your own opinion, what would it be in order to be like, um, to ha- to be a DJ? Hmm. Just maybe mention four or five. A criteria four or five. Music. So music selection is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, by music selection sequencing would come after so knowing what song to play after mm-hmm. and so the two songs must communicate there's a, there's a there's a lot now yeah but they must communicate and they must communicate to the listener as well okay so the listener must understand where you're going with your mix you said what five yeah so, so you've I'd you've mentioned the music. music selection yeah i would say what else did I say? Se- not Sequencing. S- sequ- music. Yeah. yeah, so knowing when to, what to play, when to play it. Mm-hmm. And that, that special, you know, DJs are called tastemakers. Mm-hmm. If I can make you like a song you've never heard before, Ooh. my job is done. Yes. DJing. Like, yes. Yeah. Playing top 100 is what gets you popular. Mm-hmm. But playing a song that no one knows, and they like it, now that's DJ. Now that's 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 top tier. DJ comes from me. Okay. And then yeah, you can go into your basics or your beat matching, which means the songs must then be matched correctly. Your transitioning, which means changing from this song to that song, and having the people say, "Ah, yo, lo DJ." and what's that is that four now that's four yes and passion man loving what you do right loving what you do yeah i think i think that's the reason why we're having this conversation is the art like of djing is having that passion for it and i i still i still do this to people who come to me hey i want to learn how to dj yeah what that uncle of ours did to us Mm-hmm. was oh so you want to dj yeah here's equipment here's music go on so if we didn't like it we didn't have the passion we you were gonna stop out. you would have stopped would have right stopped. then and there yeah so the passion is important because everyone who comes to me and says i want to be a dj mm-hmm. i don't even have to ask them why yeah i say do you have the music oh yes yeah hey i've been collecting mm-hmm. do you like this thing yeah, 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 okay, there's equipment. Go play. So if you give up halfway, yeah, you are never there in it for you. You are never truly invested and in actually so trying. Yeah, if you want to know, but how do you do this? How mm. do you do? And it's ours, Bafetu. It's ours. People don't understand that it's our. It's easier now. The technology has made it a bit easier, but yeah, it's ours. So. If you're willing to put in the hours, you're willing to get things right, you're willing to make it sound like what you've heard before, and you're willing to make the crowd respond to a song they've never heard, now that is that art. So now for someone inspiring to become a DJ who wants to enter the space, right, mm-hmm. um, has a passion for music, um, respects the craft, because I believe in respecting a craft that, craft that you want to enter into. Mm. 
what advice would you give to someone who wants to enter the space of being a DJ? Advice is if you're sleeping and someone wakes you up and says, Echo, come play. And you stand up right there and then and you go play. Yeah. Or you are, and, and remember now, most of us start out as bedroom DJs. It's bedroom DJ, bedroom producer. That's the term. Yeah. So if you can do this thing on your own, go into a zone, stay there for seven hours and forget time doing this one thing. Yeah. Then you, you, you're probably ready. If you can take your last 100 rand in 1999, where 100 rand could buy so much, sorry, a uh, 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 hundred rand could buy you so much, mm-hmm. but you take this hundred rand and you put it in one or two songs. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that's always a seriousness. If you are willing to give up your time to collect this music, mm-hmm. if you are willing to give up your time to practice, that is. What was your question again? <laughs> what advice? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, advice would you give? To take your last hundred rand, yeah, go buy one song. If you're willing, okay. Now let's bring it back. Let's to bring it to current time. years. Current time. If you're willing to buy data instead of sitting on social media, yeah, and you take your data. You go searching for music. You go searching, hey, this artist, what, what. And then nowadays, it's it's a bit tricky because you get a lot of free music. But there's music for sale. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to my 100 rand. Mm-hmm. If you are willing mm-hmm. to take, yeah, I think songs are about a dollar now, which is about 15, 20 bucks, whatever. I'm not sure on the rate. If you are willing to take that dollar, and go buy a song on Beatport or Track Source or whatever is selling or Apple Music. Then you're sort of ready. Or if you say willing to sacrifice something for the music, you're ready. Mm-hmm. And and also putting what, in the hour. And I was about to say also what about investment, right? Because it's literally like what you're saying. Ad, uh, um, you're sacrificing certain things, but you also need to invest in your craft. Yeah, well. So I feel like if you want to enter the space, you need to be willing to put in the extra effort. The money. Put the in the money. extra effort. But it's not it's not only money because Why also people don't see okay, they say time is money. Mm. So those two things. If you are willing to put in the time or sacrifice the time and the money. That's when you know that you really like this thing. There's a lot of sacrifice. Imagine getting your first gig and they're saying, ah, thank you, Ntuan, and he has two peers. But you're happy. Mm. Like you didn't go there for a thousand rands a per set or, you know. Mm-hmm. You went there to try get the people to hear what you can do. Mm-hmm. And you are happy from the response. You understand? Mm-hmm. And you paid. You paid for your data to get these things. You bought the memory sticks. You did whatever. But you paid to get nothing in return. The return is the seeing the crowd respond. Seeing. Hmm? What is your view now? Now in 2020, 
your view of the the this within the space of DJing do you feel or do you think um that people still carry the same passion or do you think that some people are making are trying to just make a quick buck okay there with, with any business there'll always be opportunists and whatever but what I'm trying to say longevity is what we'll, we'll show at the end Mm-hmm. So the ones who are making a quick buck or made their quick buck, it's fine. But the ones who are really there for the art and the craft, they will last. So we can't really say, my, my view is, whoever is in there for the craft will last. Whoever is not, it will show as well. They will fall off. <laughs> <laughs> they will disappear. And 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 on that, if you look now, the 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 real DJs, sorry to use that term, I mean, the real DJs are now coming back because they pretty much pissed off with uh, what's happening. Yeah. So you're getting now a lot of vinyl. But why would you say that they are pissed off? That's the reason why I actually asked you this question. Bastardizing the art. Mm, so you would say that people are not necessarily respecting the craft of being a DJ because personally, for me, I feel like some individuals are just doing it for the sake of doing it and not necessarily respecting the craft. Because for me, which goes to my next question, mm. right? Um, like how or what skills do you think a DJ needs? Because you can, you, anyone can call themselves a disc jockey now. Be like, oh, okay, I was performing Kokai Kai and um, yeah, I'm, I'm a DJ now, you know? But what is the term DJing in terms of the skill set that one needs? Because like you mentioned before, one can just be a music selector but still identifies themselves as a DJ because what is the DJ term of being music, a DJ? Exactly. Like the music. Exactly. The term, the term, you see now why, and I'll take you back to hip hop. The term disc jockey mm-hmm. came from radio, from just playing music. You were playing the discs. You know? Mina, because I'm hip hop. I'd go turntablist. Mm-hmm. Now, a turntablist is something different from a DJ. Yeah. Because they wanted to be seen as artists and whatnot. They were making magic with sampling. So, a turntablist, that's an artist. To me, is someone who's now making music from two different, three, four different tracks, and they make one song. Yeah. Now, that's a turntablist. That's someone who like, makes the turntable speak. Yeah. Then, this jockey, you're selecting music, people are dancing, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And there's a mixed DJ. Mixed DJ, you are playing two songs, one on top of the other, and they are mixing, and the transition mm-hmm. between the two songs is what makes you now stand out. So if you're just going to mix, smooth mix, volume up, volume down, pitch the same, beat matched, and what, what. So nowadays, hey, man, technology made it easy, one. Social media made it easier, two. Because, I mean, someone can take someone else's mix, go play it be popular 
So your question is a bit tricky because it's about anything, man. Anything you do, like sports, art, music, like playing instruments. If you put in the time and you care about the craft. Like anyone can call themselves a DJ. Asnandaba, asnamoy. It's just that, what do you do it for? Yeah. Okay, I think to answer your question, mm -hmm. what do you do it for? Mm -hmm. So if you're doing it to get likes, fine. If you're doing it to perfect a certain skill, fine as well. If you're doing it in your bedroom just to, you know, perfect that skill, like you make it sound good. So your question is a bit, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. What skills do you think a DJ needs? Because there's technical, mm. right? And there's also persona because I feel like as much as you are technical, mm. you know how to use and utilize the equipment which would be on a technical point of view mm. there's also a skill from being charismatic maybe mm. what are you trying you see, to put out there what are you trying to make people see when they see you you see this so that's is another skill as well it's like being a presenter it's like being a radio host this is this is when it gets tricky back mm. in the day like when i saw ready d he was in a dungeon underground the crowd couldn't see him. Mm -hmm. All the crowd could hear was the music. It's like sort of why I fell in love with radio. You could hear the voice yeah. and the music. Yeah. You didn't necessarily have to see. Mm -hmm. Now, new, new day, new age. Now, DJs are celebrities. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was playing a good set having people hear it without even knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. So when you bring in charisma and hey, about DJ, Jive, and whatnot, that's not how I get into the game. Yeah. How I got into the game was you play music. Whether they're hearing it on a CD, on a tape, they don't know who you are. The music is moving them. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking skills, that's another episode, like, <laughs> that's another episode but what I'm saying is you need to let the music speak that's how we got in the game no one had to see you no one had to know who you are you could be black, white colored or Indian the music, people will listen to the music and say hey this is nice and that's what music is Yeah. you don't have to see the notes mm -hmm. you don't have to see the guy playing it Mm. You need to hear it. True, true. So it's like these artists. days, it yeah. moved from hearing it mm -hmm. to seeing it. Mm. Now it's visual. Now it's YouTube. Now we must see the DJ dance. Now, but in essence, okay, let, let me put it back to you. What makes a good song? What makes a good song? It's... There are many components. I mean, there's uh, how it makes you feel. It's the melody. It's the lyrics. It's it's not necessarily explainable, but it's just a certain feeling that you get from it personally for me. Um, but it's more about 
how it makes me feel, how it was composed, how it was produced. I don't have to know who the person is, but if it makes me feel some type of way, I would make I would consider that a good song. How f- I, and I'm I'm posing the same question back to you as well. Okay. Mm. One, I won't take your question because you posed the question already. You said what makes a good DJ, right? Yeah. And I said what makes a good song. Yeah. Now everything you described. Yes. How it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. You don't have to see the No, you, you don't. You don't have to see the artist. It's like an experience. You have to hear it yeah. and feel it. Yeah. And what makes a good DJ? It's the same a thing. Of mine, a friend of mine actually said this the other day. He's like, we can play the same. If we're given five songs, we can play them. But the experience that a person has is not going to be the same. True. So what makes a good DJ is... Who did you touch the people? Did they feel your set? Did they understand? Mm. And mm. back to another question of yours of your favorite DJ. Yeah. Now, depending on I'm sitting tra- or I'm driving, long drive, and this guy is playing music back to back with meaning and soul and whatnot. I'm enjoying that set. I'm at a party. Ziakala, Ziapuza. This guy is playing Hey, the music that keeps that going. Yeah. We had a funeral even, and there's a guy playing background music to go with the mood. Mm-hmm. Or at a restaurant and we eat it. Whoever is selecting that music, whether they're mixing it or they just selected it, those are the components. Yeah, okay, yeah. You could be sitting at a restaurant and their music is ambiance is nice because of the music. You so basically, music is basically, it's supposed to give you a feeling, yeah, a certain type emotion. of, get you. So imagine now you're playing Guna Maash. Good, 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 good. What <laughs> or imagine you're at a party, and then the music stops and starts again. What emotion <laughs> Okay, no, talking about evoking emotion, right? Mm. I want to find out from you. I need you to describe two separate experiences. And I'm going to start with the worst experience you've ever experienced when you were playing at a gig. The worst one. Like, yo, you can remember it to this day. Describe that to me. Uh, Where was it? Who were you with? Uh, what happened? Another thing now. Remember, this is art. Yeah. Right? And this is... It goes with emotions and how you're feeling on the day. So, I've been playing for a long time. I can't pinpoint. I've had a lot of cock sessions. But that one, the, the, there's that there's one. There's no one. I, I okay, they've been plenty, but I just want you to tell me at least one. I think I'll tell you what would have happened on the day, not a specific party. No, I not would have happened. Tell me what happened. No, I don't, I don't remember a specific one. So, what I'm trying to say is, there's times where, remember I said, if they wake you up and say, come play a set. Yeah. So, there were times where you're really not, you're having an off day. Mm. And things are just not connecting. You are playing, people are sitting down. And this is you now trying to, your party mood, and people are sitting. And another one would be, the sound equipment is not good, doing the right things. Like, I've heard a lot. So yeah. So that's why I'm saying 
and I'm still playing today because it's life. Like mm-hmm. things happen, so I can't pinpoint yo this party. And there's one. Oh, okay, there's a story I can share. <laughs> <laughs> there was one party we were doing. So this guy, we played. Yeah, we played. But mm-hmm. now remember, Mangeti, there's a lot. Now this time we sort of established. We're feeling ourselves. We know we delivered a good set. The guy, instead of paying us, he gave us a pair of expensive shoes and said, "That's your payment." No freaking so ways. Sell these shoes and you make your money. Hey, these are Versace's. They cost two grand. Excuse us. <laughs> wow. So multi worst. Yo, the lot. disrespect is real yeah. around here. Like, that yo. Because we really wanted the money. Yeah. The <laughs> Shit, I don't mean to laugh, but. <laughs> so now that you mentioned you're playing a, a lot of places, right? Um, Where is your favorite place to play and when i say where i mean like do you like to play at the club do you like to play at you know uh, maybe like a farmer's market type vibe like outdoor or weddings or um you know like maybe you have a specific favorite or it's just like you know what it is what it is i'll just play anyway and just get the guap but do you have maybe a preference uh no mm-hmm I could be playing alone in the house and have the time of my life. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is, there's, like, it, it, it. what I can say is the type of crowds mm-hmm. determine the experience. I like weddings. Weddings mostly, I don't like. I like weddings and you know those unexpected crowds. Unexpected crowds in terms of they didn't pay to come in, mm-hmm. so they're more open to whatever you give them. They will take. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you're going to a club, and this club is known for, hey, you know, we're expecting this. Mm-hmm. If you don't meet those expectations, it might be a downer. So, because you possibly you might not get booked again, you think? Not you might not get booked again, but yeah, there's already an there's expectation. An expectation. Okay. So, if you go to a club and you try to introduce new music, because mm-hmm. that's another thing. That's what I like about DJs. It's fascinating to play a song no one's ever heard and they jam to it. Mm. It's like a producer's point of view. When you make a song and you see people responding, that's satisfactory. Mm-hmm. That's why you go to a producer and say, "Yo, remember that song you made five years ago?" And he's like, "Yo, I've made many more songs after that." Either than that, <laughs> it wasn't even his favorite. Oh yeah, okay, I get you. And the people chat, mm-hmm. so I can go into a club, read the crowd, and see, okay, they want this, they want that. I play ten songs, popular, top hundred, back to back. They scream, I get paid. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily it. Mm-hmm. Now you go to a wedding. These people didn't pay. These people can leave. Okay, can't leave maybe sometimes. But when you are playing to them and they are receiving, because maybe they're not clubbers, they can only go out once. And not even that. I feel like they don't have an expectation. And they don't have an expectation. Right? People with expectations. And remember, music is evoking feelings. So Mm. if we're going to... 
if I know I want to fuck up a crowd, I care. Mm. I'm gonna play them the hits. I'm gonna play them what they wanna hear, and they're gonna leave. But the best places, like I said, if I'm in my house or my bedroom, you one. The best experience is playing five new songs, and people jam anyway, mm. and that will be your smaller crowd, like mm. a, a, a an intimate session of people who know we are here to hear new sounds, different sounds. Mm. So then here's now what I, I, I actually want to wanna try and dissect as well is that now the culture of DJing, right? It's just going to a venue, um, playing good music, you know, for audience, etc., etc. How do we then try and find like a balance in terms of instead of going to the same v- venue and hearing the same music over and over and over again because that's what's happening right now you go to venues you hear the same DJs playing the same things how can twice we twice maybe like four or five times <laughs> so I mean like how can you still be um, not necessarily relevant that's a bit that's a not the right yeah that's not a right term to use but then what can you try and do to be different but still you know keep the people going trust yourself Mm. there is experience and confidence and everything because in my bomb (laughs) (laughs) there you need Hey, these people are going to like this song because I like this song. That's when now music selection and sequencing comes in. Mm-hmm. So if you know your ear is good enough to say this song is good, yeah, people might not necessarily know this, but this song is good, mm-hmm. and you time it like okay, there's there's some sort of formula as well. When you get into a place, you can start up slow. And then build up. Mm-hmm. Or you can start with a bang, have the people in the palm of your hand, and then start introducing. So there's a, there's formulas which I didn't... See, I'm a self-taught DJ, so some of these things are by experience. Mm-hmm. You go into a place, you can see these people don't know you, so you have to have them warm up to you. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to start with the hits, have them understand you, make them warm up to you, and mm-hmm. then go down to what you really want to play. Mm-hmm. Or you get an early crowd. They're sober, they are bits mellow. You start with the new music. You introduce them. And once they warmed up to your style of playing, what, what, then you go to the hits and finish them. <laughs> but there's, there's, you, you, you read the crowd. But yeah. You read the room. Yeah, I get you, I get you. So now I want you to tell me, right, um, since you're reading the room, to tell me about that that set or that ultimate um, venue or DJ experience that you had that was the most memorable. Because we spoke about mm. we spoke about the, the, the downside where a nigga gave you shoes as payment. Mm. So now I want to to tell me about the most memorable one like that you can recall. Just share with me. Uh, like I said, 
I've done a lot, you know. I haven't done a festival yet, but to measure, I would say, my the the the, the prime the prime time days the the what do you call it the high days that when I used to be the only hip hop DJ amongst fifteen house DJs. Mm-hmm. So there was a place in Leontale. We used to throw parties. We threw a party at a the tennis courts, basketball courts, whatever tennis court. Another illegal thing. We stole electricity to light up the courts and we threw a party. I hope Eskom is not listening. But anyway, hi Eskom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you threw a party in the so basketball courts. What happened there? Yeah. Like I say, everyone played house at the time. Mm-hmm. As the only hip hop DJ. And there's nerves that come with that that yo, these people are here for house. Mm. You must change the mood. Yeah. When I changed to hip hop, how was the response? People responded. Yeah. Um, almost as if we were waiting for this. Yeah, and legit. Oh, that's I'm, nice. I'm talking on the feeling. Yeah. yeah. You said my favorite, but it's always the feeling, Wuti. I could be playing for 10 people. Yeah. But if the 10 people are responding the way, like you build set. Then they've made, you've, you've done like your you job. Build, you build a set. Like you stay and you select this music. Yeah. So if someone else is like, yes, yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm going on. Because playing the big, 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 big places you know the assignment. I'm here to get paid. I must play 10 hits and chaisa. Mm-hmm. Playing a big crowd even is, you need to do that. Like you need to just play the popular things, get your money. Mm-hmm. But playing a small crowd with music they've never heard and they respond. Mm-hmm. But I also think that even if you had the same um if you were in a big crowd, mm. right, and you introduce them to music they don't know, and they also respond, it would be a hallelujah. But a big crowd, remember, the, the, the dynamics are different. Of course. Yeah, we pay money, we're here to have a night and leave. No, but but then if you look at how the culture is right now, you find your poris, your gabzas that are introducing music that they have released which is unreleased, but mm. it's their music that nobody knows. Let me, let and me. they and they play it, mm. and they'll get it, they'll still get a response. So that's what I'm just saying. I feel like it would be in the same boat. Let me give you let me give you a scenario of what I just explained. Like that's the best the best example. When Pori releases a song, mm-hmm. he doesn't go to a makufe or a stadium. Okay, they would break it, and now it's even. It, it, now they do tricks and they go on social media, popularize the song before they play. But I've heard, the first time I saw Gabs at the small play, I didn't know who the guy was. I knew there was this piano thing coming, but you know. But he was at a club called Richard Midra. It wasn't a big crowd. I don't think it was one of the Saturdays or Fridays. It was a Thursday or something. Or you had an early set. Yeah. So an earlier set, 
is where you because DJs are tastemakers, remember? Yeah. Now you know these people one are not as drunk or excited mm-hmm. and they are now in a position to listen. Mm, mm, mm. So you can even ask them, and whoever would your best set is not at a festival when you're getting there. Yeah, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. That is easy. Mm-hmm. Getting 10, 20 people to listen to new music. To listen to new music mm-hmm. and respond. Mm-hmm. Those are the best things. Mm. Like I'm saying, I could play a set new one in the house. Enjoy it. But now having someone else say, Mm-hmm. What you did there, mm. and after that, a big crowd, big crowd is ah, like a small exclusive. I, 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 I think there's a concept you know, which is the boiler room. Yes, the boiler room concept. Yeah, was started with that. Like the my best boiler room one is DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. He took us from old school hip hop old school soul. He was playing a set and this is why the, the boiler room concept, the people are behind the DJ. Yeah. So he's not playing for them in essence. The people are behind the DJ sort of critiquing it. They are standing behind you and listening to you play. And the best sets I've heard from Jesse Jeff is the experimental sets. Like nothing like playing an experimental set mm-hmm. and it connects. Mm. So, so would you say that experimental set is not necessarily about the pressure, but it's just about providing people with an experience? Yeah. Okay. So, multi your best. It could be hey, the best paying. It could be the best crowd response. Mm. It could be the best. That's why it's, it's, it's these questions, some of them you can't ask an artist, a DJ, because. If you go ask Kumapurisa who his favorite artist is, he will tell me nine says, nine. And he says it's ring or star from the Beatles. You won't understand. No, it's not about me understanding. It's me trying to understand where maybe his influence of music comes from, mm. or his inspiration of music, or just who he appreciates as a DJ or as a producer or as an artist. It's not necessarily me asking you That's to right. name drop, like you must say mang mang mang. No, I'm saying you is. So surprised, and that's what, but but that's what people <laughs> want to know. Kaloko, some people want to know this because they they might think ah this person likes A, B, and C, but because they want to get to know you uh, as an individual, uh, like where you come from, where you stand in terms of your musical experience or your insights or your knowledge. Mm. But yeah, no, yeah, um, it's 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 yeah, we could go on. Yeah, we could, we could, we could, we could. <laughs> we need to actually wrap things up. But you're still a DJ, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to book you, like how can they get and connect? How can they connect with you? Uh, social media is there. It's 011 Spoo, most platforms. Spoo Sonko see the full track, the full name. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm out there. I'm out there on social media. Yeah. Go zero one one spoo. Go spoo some course. I'm sure you'll find me. And then they, people can book you there. And they can book. We Be- do a sound higher business as well. So. Oh, you. But you did say you are an entrepreneur. You do sound okay. So you basically like supply people with sound at venues, events. Yeah, because there's too many DJs now. I can't. <laughs> Everybody wants so to be a DJ. There's, there's too many DJs, but not everyone has equipment. Alright, <laughs> alright. So people can also connect with you on that basis if they want to um, hire sound equipment at the events, etc. Mm. 
Do you have an email address? Yo. Oh, come on, my guy. Get on my social. <laughs> it's about 011 spoo underscore ZA on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, yeah. on Facebook. I'm, 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 I'm not a big social media person. Social media person. It's not a bad thing, by the way. It's not a if bad you thing. You go 011 spoo, like, oh, that's another interesting story. What? That the 011 spoo. Because the name comes from, I'm from Joburg. Zero on one. School, so it's a zero on oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I started this thing, I think I was the only one. So my original Instagram, when it came out. Yeah. You know, when you're trying to get a, a, a name and there was no 60 or 30457. At the end of the yeah. your username, yeah. My username was zero one one because I was the only one. Yeah. So now, eh, with hackers and whatnot. But if you go zero one on spoo, ninety-nine percent or eighty percent, I am not sure these days anymore. When you go zero one on spoo, I should come up. All right. Let's take that now. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I started my Instagram, my original Instagram got hacked. No, no, my original Instagram was zero one on spoo. And that was it. There was no five seven four five what what. Okay, yeah, your handle is zero one one smoo underscore z a on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if people want to get in contact with you in terms of DJing or sound higher, it's zero one one smoo sixty at gmail dot com. Right for bookings and sound higher. So make sure you check out his page. And also want to say thank you so much. Because we could literally have a conversation the whole day. But yeah, we are running out of time. I, I and Google, I don't exist. But I found you. <laughs> no, I'm saying on Google. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, this, this could go on for days. Yeah. But thank you so much for taking the time out to have this conversation with me. Because I feel like it's very important for us to talk about the art of being a DJ. And for those, obviously, that want to get into the space, you've heard some informative information from someone who's been in the industry who's still in the industry and pushing his own thing so shout out to you and thank you so much man you can never leave this thing it's, it's within it's, it's within. a calling it's a calling yeah. i get you i get you <laughs> nice one nice one any parting words before we leave before we wrap things up ah uh, goodbye it's a good parting word all right <laughs> goodbye uh, until the next episode right here on the drop with nobby my name is nobantum langapuma and we are signing out see you in the next episode <laughs>